This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, episode 19. You're listening to the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha. The show for internet entrepreneurs who want to accelerate their progress and expand their vision by standing on the shoulders of giants. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. What's up, everybody? This is Michael Pasha, host of the Internet Ballers podcast, and this is the August monthly roundup episode. August was a really good month for the podcast. We had Tim Irway, the CEO of Elite Marketing Pro, on. Uh, we had Dave Chesson uh, from Kindlepreneur, and we had uh, the wonderful and awesome Matt Ragland from IdeasNotArt.com. Uh, so first, I wanted to talk about Tim and my takeaways from the interview with him. So Tim, the CEO of Elite Marketing Pro, uh, he you know he had a great story about uh, his struggle, how he went from business idea to business idea and struggle to struggle. And he figured out that uh, in order to have success, he had to combine two things that I guess at the time didn't really uh, seem to go together and that was network marketing and internet marketing and once he uh, realized that he could use the internet to attract uh, prospects into his network marketing business then he was able to finally see success in network marketing and then continue on to find even more success uh, in the internet marketing space Uh, and so when he talked about his journey um, he talked about Uh, that it's not about reaching a destination, but enjoying the journey uh, and constantly improving. And I like that because I think it's so uh, easy to get focused on the destination where you're only thinking about the end goal uh, and you're not enjoying each and every moment, all the, all the, you know, I guess, small accomplishments along the way. And uh, the, the danger in doing that is that, you know, if the goal is something really, really big, it could take years to accomplish it. And you need those small wins to kind of keep you going along the way. So, you know, Tim talked about the importance of embracing the journey. He talked about uh, how important it is to always be growing and investing yourself. Uh, he also talked about the importance of being humble and teachable, about being curious and willing to discover and test new things. Uh, and then, also focusing on value first. Uh, and I love the the focus on value first because I think that's something that so many people get caught up with. I know myself, you know, I have those moments too where you get so focused on, I want to make money, I want to make money. Uh, and you kind of forget about the fact that the way to make money is, is providing value. If you're providing people with value, uh, the money will come. Uh, so, you know, Tim also said that, you know, he's also often um, asked the question, you know, uh, how can I make money? And, uh, you know, he said a better question is not how can I make money, but how can I add value? And if you add value, the money will come. Uh, and, and with that also, uh, he talked about the importance of uh, finding a market you're interested in and uncovering the gaps in that industry. And that is where the gold nuggets are. Whatever the gaps in the industry are, you find a way to add value in those places and people will pay for that. Um, you know, Tim talked about how he loved, uh, loved digital products because, you know, they have such great margins, which is, which is very, very true. And especially if you're looking for something, uh, to get into and you don't have a, a ton of startup capital, uh, and you don't want to, uh, try to go and take on investors, digital products are definitely the way to go because the margins are great and it doesn't take, you know, t- take a lot of money, uh, to get into them. 
Um, you know, Tim talked about the importance of immersing yourself uh, in a market uh, so that you can learn um, from others and learn from your target audience what exactly they're looking for, what exactly the market uh, the market wants. Um, and he said the quickest way to grow your network is to invest uh, in going to events and investing in mentorship. I know Tim has uh, his own mentorship program through Elite Marketing Pro. And, um, I, you know, from what I've heard from people over and over again is how important it is to have a mentor. And people have really propelled their businesses once they finally were able to get someone who could show them uh, exactly what they were doing wrong, what they should do right, and kind of took them by the hand uh, and guided them through the process of building a successful successful business. Um, he said that, you know, uh, what most people are doing wrong uh, with internet marketing was not being intimately familiar with their market. Uh, and I think that goes back to, again, getting, getting really clear with uh, what you want to do, where the gaps are in the market, and spending a lot of time in that market. Um, he said uh, you first need to, you know, do an inquisition into the marketplace um, generally, right? Get a knowledge about the general knowledge of the marketplace and then um, developing a customer avatar so that you can know and figure out what really drives your market. You know, what are their fears? What are their desires? What are those things they want most? And how can you connect the products that you're going to provide to them with those fears, with those desires so that you can um, really provide them with something that, that they see is valuable because it's not really necessarily um, about what you think is valuable. Really, what is your customer going to think is valuable? Um, so I really, I really enjoyed the interview with Tim, uh, and, uh, you know, he provided some, some really great, uh, insights, uh, during that time. Uh, the next up was, was Dave Chesson. So Dave was the, uh, advanced ebook marketing expert and owner of, uh, KDP Rocket and Kindlepreneur. Uh, so, you know, Dave, uh, he, he talked a lot, uh, and learning valuable skills, um, that uh, allow you your internet business dreams. Uh, so, so with that, you know, Dave really set up his blog content. And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of people create blogs and they're writing, you know, 500 to 1500 word uh, blog posts. You know, Dave's writing, you know, 5,000 word blog posts, like these really hugely significant and beneficial and meaty long posts that uh, at the end of it, you know, you can take some serious actionable steps and learn learn a ton of it. And so that was kind of the, the niche that he uh, carved out for himself um, in a market that is, uh, you know, incredibly, incredibly saturated. Um, you know, he also said that uh, he talked about the importance of um, making sure that whatever topic, if you're planning on writing an ebook, whatever topic you're writing about is something that people are actually searching for. And he outlined his process for doing that because he said, you know, if you're a celebrity, clearly you can write a book about whatever. If you're Gary Vaynerchuk, you can write a book about, you know, your favorite socks and people are going to buy it. But for everyone else, you want to make sure that people are actually searching for what you're going to write before you write it because you don't want to spend all this time writing a book only to find out that no one's interested in actually buying it. Uh, he also stressed the importance of uh, starting the marketing process of your book before you even start writing because, uh, if you if you write the book and you haven't started marketing yet, you're all already behind the curve. And really, I would say that that's kind of the um, situation for any product launch that you want to do before you even um, build a product. You often want to start building an audience around that and marketing it so that when the product is finally launched, 
uh, or ready for launch, um, you're already in a position to uh, to have a market that you uh, that you know that's there that's been waiting for that product. Um, he discussed his strategy for um, learning new skills and uh, how important it was to stay focused on what you're trying to learn until you master it. Uh, I think you know we we've discussed this before on the podcast. So many people they uh, they find things that they're interested in. Uh, temporarily, they work on them until they get hard, and then they want to quit and pivot to something else they think might be easier or they might be faster. Um, but really, you never really develop mastery until uh, you you continue to stay focused on the same thing and do it until uh, until you really get um, you've put in enough time to become a master. So Dave kind of outlined his uh, his three step uh, plan. So the the first first step on that was gaining knowledge. Uh, so you go out there and um, you become knowledgeable about a topic and let's say you buy a course, you do a mentorship program, you go through all of the material, not just some of it. Uh, you do everything other thing in the course um, and you really, you know, get, get immersed in the material and do uh, the steps over and over and over again until you feel so comfortable with it um, that it becomes almost second nature. Um, so you get the, you get the material, you get the experience by actually using the material in the real world. And then from that experience, uh, eventually you'll gain intuition. Uh, and once you get to a point where you're, where you have intuition, where you can, um, naturally understand the material, you can go beyond what you've learned in the course and really start to put your own voice on uh, the content that you're putting out or the marketing strategies you're doing or your own twist on things, then you really reach the point where, you can, where you've mastered something and you become a lot more valuable um, to your target audience. Um, next was Matt Raglan. So um, Matt, the, the uh, Sketch Notes pro and owner of Ideas Not Art, um, you know, Matt talked about how, you know, he, he got his start um, reading great books like Rework and um, reading uh, two Seth Godin books that were given to him by his father, which were uh, Tribes and uh, Free Prize Inside. Um, he talked about how he had an interest uh, in, um, in sketch notes very early on. And so he just decided to, uh, to create some sketch notes. Uh, he had some blogs that he had been following, and he created some sketch notes for those blogs. And he posted them in uh, the blog comments. And he said, hey, you know, I created this, this sketch note for your blog. Uh, if, you're, if you think you might be interested in getting more, you know, contact me and then we can talk about working together. And from that, he was able to get his first clients. Uh, he was able to get um, deals with working with Zapier, with Teachable. He worked with Noah Kagan and the uh, Timo of Sumo Me. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he had a great strategy, which I really liked. And he said that, you know, he would just say, hey, you know, I have this product, you know, I have the service of creating sketch notes. I, you know, do you want to work with me? And then he realized uh, it was a lot more effective if he created uh, kind of some demand for himself. Uh, so what he started to do was telling people, you know, he would say, hey, I have a sketch note that I've created for your for your site. Um, and then he would to his prospective clients, tell them that he has a few slots available this month. And if they're interested uh, in working with him, uh, that they should contact him and he may be able to um, 
find a find a time to to squeeze them in. And that was really good because it allowed him to um, to be able to really connect with these people um, and it allowed him to show uh, to show them that he you know he wasn't desperate and that um, you know I, I think creating that demand, uh, even if it's artificial, even if it's just the appearance of demand, uh, is really, really helpful. Uh, you know, it's kind of like when you go to, uh, a nightclub and you're standing outside and the line is really, really long and you're thinking to yourself, oh man, that, that must be a great place. There's so many people waiting in line. Sometimes you find out it is artificial once you wait in line and you finally get in and you see that it's empty. Um, but still it's, it's like social proof, you know, when, when you think other people want it, you kind of want it yourself. And so Matt was able to do that with his business. And I think that was, uh, I think that was really good. Um, and the other thing he talked about was the fact that he had a day job, uh, at convert kit that he really liked. So he was doing something, uh, related to internet marketing in a company that he was really passionate about. But what that allowed him to do was to not be desperate in, uh, the kind of clients that he selected, uh, for his, uh, ideas, uh, not art business for his sketch notes business. Um, and so he was able to pick the, the, the clients that he thought was right for him. And he, he wasn't desperate for money since he had his other job. Uh, so he could really focus on building the business around the clients, uh, that were right, um, uh, for his business. Um, he said that he, um, he made his first dollar creating sketch notes. Um, and, um, he then, made his next uh i guess you know sales from creating uh, a sketch notes guide on gumroad's small product lab uh and uh you know i really like matt's story because you know he's he's been kind of creative throughout the whole process doing a lot of networking using less conventional strategies to get in front of uh get in front of influencers um and that's something that uh i think has you know clearly benefited him uh, and, uh, and, 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 you know, things that have done well. Um, the other thing that he said that he did that really helped propel his business forward was that every time he had a client, he would ask that client for referrals. So, um, that is so, so key because these people are, you know, often well connected with a lot of other people in the same marketplace who have the same needs. And, um, you know, he would just say, Hey, can I give you, uh, just give me a quick introduction and then I can take it from there. And that was truly key. So if you're not asking for referrals, I highly suggest you start doing that and just, you know, put it out there. And if you don't, I mean, you know, you'll, you'll never know what the answer is. Uh, and don't be afraid of people, um, you know, being put off by you requesting referrals because it's, it's such an important thing in business. And I think everyone understands uh, understands that, especially if you've done a good job. Now, clearly, if you, you know, if, if you, if it's a client that you didn't, you know, didn't work well with, um, and, uh, things didn't work out the way you wanted, maybe, you know, that's the client you don't necessarily ask for a referral, but other people, uh, I think it makes a lot of sense, uh, to, to ask for that referral. And it's really important, uh, to do that. Matt also talked about his process for learning internet business. So he said that, uh, what he did was, he focused on a few people that he found that had businesses similar to what he wanted to build, and he just followed them. He followed their blogs. He read their blog posts. Uh, he followed them on social media, and uh, he didn't jump around a lot. He, he, you know, stayed with his, you know, few, you know, three, four, or five uh, individuals, and he just modeled his business after theirs, uh, and he talked about uh, the importance of not jumping around and, and what... 
what that did for him is it allowed him to stay a lot more focused without getting distracted by all these different ideas that may be, you know, contradictory if you're reading too many blogs at one point um, and uh, you're following too many people. Um, he, he also mentioned the importance of having a buffer of content, which is something that I've definitely done with the podcast. I mean, right now I'm at a point where I have about three, three months of content uh, recorded and uh, I do that specifically. So if something comes up uh, in the future, I'm not scrambling each week to try to put together a podcast episode. And Matt, you know, he did the same thing with his business. He put together a buffer of content so he didn't have to scramble each week uh, if something came up and he had uh, he had that buffer there just in case. So I think that's really smart for anyone to do. Um, so next I wanted to talk about uh, something that's I think is so important and so key for every entrepreneur, and that's mindset. Um, and uh, I listened to a really, really powerful uh Tony Robbins uh, interview. So Tony Robbins was interviewing, um, he was interviewing John Reese uh, and Frank Kern. Uh, And if you haven't seen this interview with Tony Robbins, John Reese and Frank Kern, I definitely would say Google it. It's on YouTube. Watch it. It's it's phenomenal. Uh, But basically in there, uh, Tony Robbins talked about um, why it is that some people don't follow through. Right? Why it is that some people are super successful and others may not be, and and what happens there, what what causes that? Um, and what he said was, he said there's kind of this this cycle, right? Um, and it kind of starts out with a belief. So whatever you believe in um, is going to lead to um, the kind of effort that you're going to put in. So um, the effort that people put in is there is a reaction to what people expect uh, the likely outcome to be. Uh, and the outcome that people get is likely a result of the effort that they put in. Uh, and the uh, outcome uh, from their effort reinforces what they expected as an outcome. So, for example, um, if you expect not to have a very good outcome, you're not likely to f- put in uh, very much effort, which means uh, you're likely to get lousy uh, results. Uh, which also means those lousy results will reinforce your belief that you're doomed to have lousy outcomes uh, and you will continue to put in little effort, which will again lead to, you know, so on and so forth. Um, and on, on the flip side of that, if you expect to have extraordinary outcomes, um, then you're likely to put in, you know, as much effort as possible, which will lead uh, likely to, for you to have much better outcomes. Um, and then that will reinforce the idea that, you um, you know, you putting in this effort will lead to extraordinary outcomes. So you'll be wanting to do that even more. Uh, now it's true that, you know, that's not always the case. Sometimes you can put in a lot of work and not necessarily get the results that you want. Sometimes some people get really lucky and they don't put in a ton of work and they do get amazing results. But I think it's definitely, um, more the case that, um, the more effort you put in, the greater your results are going to be. And that's definitely tied to your beliefs about that, about that particular situation. So then the question becomes, okay, well, you know, if I need um, extraordinary outcomes to believe that I'll get extraordinary results, how do I get the extraordinary outcomes to begin with? Um, and so what you do in that case is you kind of have to uh, fabricate the extraordinary outcomes in your head ahead of time. So what you do is an exercise in which you... Uh, envision the outcomes that are going to happen before they happen, right? What they look like, what they feel like, what they sound like, what they smell like. Um, And one exercise that you can do is you can talk about, 
yourself, let's say five years from now, and you say, okay, five years from now, you're talking to your uh, self, you know, yourself five years from now is talking to yourself today. What would that person be saying? You know, that that person is so grateful that you did today that now they have what? So, you know, let's say, for example, your yourself five years from now is saying, you know, I'm so grateful that five years ago, I created this amazing podcast and set it up my internet business and found all these coaching clients. And because of that, now I have, you know, I had the freedom to quit my job and buy the dream home that I wanted and pay off all my debt or whatever it might be. And you talk about that thing as though it has already happened so that you feel it and that it becomes real to you. And you keep talking to yourself in that way so that mentally in your mind, you already have those results and those results can feed into your current belief, which will feed into your effort and feed into your future outcomes. And uh, that is uh, something that you know I really enjoyed about that that interview that Tony Robbins did. So if you're interested, I'll go to, go over to uh, YouTube and look for that. Uh, for, but either way, these are my takeaways from uh, this month's uh, podcast episodes uh, and my interviews. Uh, my takeaway from that Tony Robbins interview. Um, so yeah, so thanks a lot for listening to the podcast. Um, we have some great, uh, interviews coming up for the month of September. Uh, I just had a, a great interview with Kate Erickson from Entrepreneur on Fire. And I also interviewed John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire. So Kate's interview will be coming up, uh, next week. So tune in, listen to the podcast and, uh, thanks for joining us on the Baller Circle. Head over to the Internet Ballers blog at internetballers.co for show notes and for any of the resources that are discussed on the podcast and subscribe to the newsletter. And let me know if you have any ideas for the show and uh, let me know what you think. All right. Well, thanks for listening and welcome to the Baller Circle. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers podcast. Don't miss out on next week's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. Check out the Internet Ballers blog at internetballers.co for more tips on how to accelerate your progress and expand your vision.